Brazil puts one up. Seville go header. Go! I mean, he takes it on one foot and he slaps it home on the other. Welcome to Views from the Bridge, uh, your second favorite podcast about your playoff playing next weekend, Philadelphia Union. Uh, I'm your host, is mathematically determined to be most of the time, Evan Malala, joined by a couple of my friends here in Union fandom. Introducing first, from left to right, in your ears, that'll be fun to try to make happen, it's not going to happen. Paul Katrino Jr. is here. Hi, left ear. <laughs> Alright. Is that like Left Eye Lopez, but not as good? <laughs> Left, left ear Lopez? Yes, that's right. Speaking of cultural references from the mid-90s and early thousands, Chuck Booth's here. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Uh, <laughs> nothing, again, every time. I, I mm-hmm. do good ones when it's not you. Well, now I... Being discriminated against in my own podcast. It's 2019, wake up. Yeah, the, mo- the least woke person in Philadelphia, Chuck Booth. I'm not Which in good because you're in Baltimore. Yep, yep, I corrected myself. And introducing last, but certainly not least, but being introduced last because his voice is uh, deeper than usual due to lack of it. It is Justin Ashcraft. Hey, hey, I'm here. Cool, uh, gentlemen. It's playoff season for mm. the Philadelphia Union. It's my uh, favorite season. It's a good season to be in. Um, let me tell you. We got a lot of questions from uh, from our dear listeners and our lovely rabble uh, this uh, this week. Uh, I would like to shout out our dear friends Roughneck Scarves, the Beautiful Game Network of Podcast, and uh, and our boy Robbie Smuckler over at uh, at Icarus FC uh, for supporting us uh, in in various ways, shapes, and forms, whether it be positive vibes only or other things. Um, but guys, uh, the MLS announced their awards finalists uh, this year. And the union are up for, th- well, we're up for three of them. The rookie of the year got announced today, and it is not, in fact, Brendan Aronson. I'm sure we'll talk about that. The other two that we're up for, coach of the year, Jim Curtin, obviously, along with Rob Bradley from LAFC and Dominic Torrent of New York City FC. And then comeback player of the year, Mark Anthony K., Jordan Morris, and Casper Shabilko. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll talk about the one that we already know the winner of, um, what is it? Andre Shinyashiki wins the Rookie of the Year over Brendan Aronson uh, of the Philadelphia Union and Hassani Dotson of Minnesota United. Um, this caused a bit of a, uh, a Twitter ruckus in the Philadelphia Union fan base, as it did the last time a Philadelphia Union player was nominated for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that only went over with them trading him to Colorado. Well, you know, like, no big deal. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen this time. Nah, certainly not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm certainly glad Aronson was getting the look for it. I didn't expect yes. him to win by any means. Um, just like I didn't expect him to dress for the U.S. national team. 
but it's Fair nice enough. that he was able to get in the camp, get the experience, and have the coach say many good things about what he was able to yeah. show off. But this has just been the year of Brendan Aronson. Medford Messi has been, really made himself known in Major League Soccer, and I think it's a very nice core of young guys to get to build around now, and I think at the front of that line, it's funny. We were not expecting that at the beginning of the season, for yeah. him to be the most productive and standout young player from this academy, but it's been, without question, Brendan Aronson. Yeah. Um, I mean, for one, it's a dumb award to begin with because <laughs> MLS doesn't really have rookies. Um, yes. Even Aronson isn't really a rookie because he played yeah. for Bethlehem Steel, but whatever. Um, he's an um, MLS rookie. I would he's, very much rather this be like a U23 or U21 uh, award or something along those lines. But, I mean, for what it is in – the rookie golden boot race she and shiki deserve to win it <laughs> yes yeah yeah kind of had that edge there justin thoughts yeah i mean brendan had some chances like i mean i think he had a lot of chances to put goals away that yes. didn't happen this year and I'm, I'm not blaming that on him i mean he's a young player that i think he he will develop um some sharp shooting mm-hmm. and i mean skills. we've seen that too yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think he will I think he will have chances to win awards coming down mm. the line. So I, I'm I'm not upset he didn't win this award. I think goals are always flashier than assists and midfield play. So yeah. Yeah. that's just the reality. Well and and I think too and not to take anything away from Shinyashiki, because I mean he did have a great career, uh, career Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's all, it's already over. <laughs> <laughs> it's all down here from Hill, but You're rookie of the year in Major here, League but... Soccer. Where's your yeah, your yeah, ceiling yeah. is just limitless now? Yeah, what if we uh we end up getting them from Colorado in a strange turn of events? Um Ian, no, not to take anything away from him, but I mean uh, you know what? Kai Kamara like, they, the Rapids, A, had a terrible first half. And then, B, like, I don't think they have a guy where you look at the, the roster and you're like, yeah, that's 20 goals a year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like him overperforming on a Colorado Rapids team is, like, the greatest thing to every Colorado Rapids fan. You can only, yeah. you can only imagine how much in high regard they had him, but... It's hard for the. It's hard to do that with Brendan Aronson on this Union team because the goals have just been coming from everywhere this year. Like right. you could really, you know, if you could give thirteen players on this Union team a gold star for doing a great job this season, you could. But not everyone gets to win every award. So, kudos to Aronson for being in the conversation. Kudos on an amazing season, which isn't over yet, but it happens. You know. It's your um, Chuck's right. It's rookie of the year. It's dumb. Yeah. Speaking of guys uh, putting up goals everywhere, comeback player of the year, Casper Schmilko gets a nod, uh, which is interesting because I had to do a double take for a second because I didn't realize that he played last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I had, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He was here at the, at the tail end. Uh, it is it is Casper Schmilko, it is Seattle's Jordan Morris, it is LAFC's Mark Anthony K. Gentlemen, um, Mark Anthony K. wins this. Yes, but it's which, it's super which is close. But I mean, 
I think those. I think it's it's Mac, and then it's Shabilko, and then it's Jordan Morris. I think Shabilko's going to finish third because Jordan Morris carries a name. It's true. Yeah, I. But I don't. But no. I. In our in our <laughs> hearts, Shabilko is second. In reality, yeah. he's third. Well, in our hearts, he's first. In our minds, he's well, second. In, in actuality, he's third. Well, the problem is in our in our hearts. Like we still forget that he played last year. Yeah, well, um, yeah, there's that too. So rookie of the year, Casper. Yeah, rookie of the year. <laughs> like, um, re- realistically, he'd probably be a better shout for most improved player than comeback player of the year. Yeah, I, I think that I think that qualifies him more for it because Jordan Morris was just slow start than injury ridden. Was he out pretty much all of last season? You know, that's that's a comeback. You know, Casper was signed two-thirds of the way through the season and also got an injury in the middle of the season as well. So, Well, and he, he was injury-prone before. So, I mean, not that Morris wasn't, but, like, Shibilka was like, all right, you know, like, I got to come over to MLS to, like, rehab my career. And he's yeah. certainly done that. Yeah. I, I, the, we're blurring the lines between most improved and comeback player, but, again, yeah, these are I, dumb I mean, MLS awards that don't <laughs> get you... It certainly doesn't uh, help you with your salary negotiations. So I guess a question would be, outside of like mm-hmm. Coach of the Year, MVP, and Best Eleven, do any of these awards matter? Official of the Year. No. Uh, no. It, well, my th- if Rookie of the Year was literally just anybody under 23, that would be interesting. Or like best best homegrown of the year, that would be interesting. That's a fun. But, yeah, I mean, homegrown of the year is a fun award because it, you know, it could kind of include on your teams that do well developing players. Yeah, and you, it's considered. almost like you could nominate one or two guys from each team. You could have a pretty big pool from it and kind of give those teams the exposure they need. Yeah, and if you don't have a qualifying player, then shame on you for not investing in the youth. Like, if it was homegrown of the year, I think we'd be looking at, like, Aronson, Paxton, Palmcall, or, like, I, I think are the two guys that would immediately come to mind for people. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Maybe Jesse Gonzalez. I don't know how this award would work yet, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. MLS, um, call us. We'll help you work yeah, out the yeah, details. Don, you have my number. We're creating an award alive on this show, and Evan doesn't know how it works out yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, to be fair, um, Evan's two halves of a half idea. was able to be nominated for Rookie of the Year because he played in USL last year. So, what's what's the difference? Uh, how about Best USL to MLS Transition Player of the Year Award? <laughs> Uh, Mark Anthony K still wins that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, no, he would have won it last year, not this year. <laughs> the That's Union fair. are going to yeah, win zero yeah. trophies this year, uh, even the made-up ones. <laughs> yeah, even the fake ones. <laughs> uh, the last one, and then and then we'll get into the actual playoff matchup that we have. Um, coach of the year. This, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Siggy Schmidt Coach of the Year. Bob Bradley, LAFC, Jim Curtin. From your Philadelphia Union, uh, Dom Turin, New York City FC. Uh, I understand, and I am okay with Bob Bradley winning this award. 
that that's nice and everything, but you're yep. wrong because <laughs> that's not who's going to win the award. It's going to be Torrent. How do? All right, so hear me out on this. You are telling yep. professional soccer players for mm-hmm. that for fifty percent of their games they are going to have to adapt the way they play because they play on a children's soccer field. That takes a lot of really good coaching to you inspire. Mean an or, yes. or it just gives you the biggest home field advantage in the league. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know, man. Convincing those guys that these games still matter at an MLS quality level, despite the fact that they're playing on I, what six-year-olds could play think... on. That's pretty uh... good. Um, I mean, I understand that Bradley's going to win. I'm not yeah. necessarily okay with that, considering the either. talent levels of mm-hmm. the players that he was coaching versus the ones yeah. that. Curtain, or even for the most part, Tarrant right, was even coaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and also, if you're looking at biggest improvement in their team from one year to the next, it yeah. should be Curtain. But, well, it should be Almedia, but I mean. Um, not with how they crashed out of the playoffs. Yeah, no, but nah, I don't that... think that disqualifies their entire season. It doesn't uh, disqualify it, their entire it's... season, but. Not making the playoffs, unfortunately, puts a major damper on oh, I, Coach I mean, of the Year. The, that's the entire you, reason why. You go ahead and ask the fans of that fan base if he deserves to be nominated for Coach of the Year, and right now, they're going to say... They're going to say yes. I don't think because they're going to say yes. The whole situation... Because they're biased San, like we well, And also, <laughs> San Jose has a legitimate gripe against yeah. Pro. Yeah, that's fair. Even in yeah. the Union game, they had a legitimate gripe against Pro. Yeah. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> but uh, theirs is Doesn't more the world profile. just have a problem with the way these guys operate? <laughs> that's fair. It's yeah. You're not incorrect. It, it is definitely if you're a good coach, sometimes you coach around that. Hey, sometimes we have to look outside of our Union bubble in which the refs <laughs> only hate us. And remember, they hate other teams, too. Yeah, that's right. They don't like anybody. Uh, Justin, I know you've been quiet to preserve your voice, uh, but is, is there anything you you would like to get in? I mean, I think uh, similar to Chuck, I think Curtin probably deserves the award as a uh, improving, like taking a team that from last year to this year and improving the team. Yes. We all knew what LAFC was going to be this year. Like that yeah. was not a question. No, nobody had a question of. Is LAFC going to be good this year or not? No, nobody had that question in the beginning of the season. So, I mean, I think Curtin probably deserves the award, but I think, you know, all the all the biases that come into play of, like, record, of market size, of yeah. notoriety, of mm-hmm. naming, all of that works against Curtin. So, I, I don't think he wins, but, um, I'm, you know, but Bob Bradley had a good season. Uh, LAFC had a good season. It's certainly not a hard thing to tell Carlos Vela to just float around as a false nine and just go to whatever position <laughs> he needs. To Philly. I could tell hey. him to do that. Hey. And they came to Philly and they dropped co- points to the coach of the year in our hearts. <laughs> Boom! Uh, well, and the other one that was funny to me is, and I, like, I get it. I know it's, it's, it's hard and people don't want to and it's time consuming but like hey he played for louisville city which is not like a a weird niche usl team and b is his head coach at one point is well is john hackworth so like you know 
not like he wasn't on the radar. Anyone that thought Mark Anthony K was going to be like bad, I did wait, not see him play a game. Wait, people thought that. Yeah, yeah, like they were like, "Oh, he's an unknown," and I'm like, "Not really." <laughs> I didn't think he was going to be this good, but he had weapons. I didn't. And think like, he was good but but you're but getting an over bad, right? you're getting an oversaturation of those opinions from people in the LA market who don't have that former association of his time I, in Louisville. I was more surprised by Latif Blessing than I was Mark Anthony K. I thought he for was good, incredible this season. He man, that kid can ball. <laughs> yeah, they both can. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, we'll stop gushing about LAFC and how good they are, um, boys. Uh, the Philadelphia Union, last I checked, I should have done that today, but I digress, uh, are in fact your line favorites to win the game against Red Bull. They still and, are. Coming up. I'm sure they still are. Yeah. Uh, which apparently to uh, <laughs> someone that will not name by name uh, was a surprise and that your head coach shouldn't bring that up in an interview, but I digress. Uh, yeah, the Philadelphia Union host a playoff game in Chester against uh, Red Bull New York. I would week. I would like that team so much more if they were called Red Bull New York. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know why. I just... What about, like, Roten Bullen? Ooh, now yeah. we're getting fancy. I'm sorry. Does anyone have uh, an explanation for why, like, the abbreviation flip-flops from the actual name? Uh, I'm sure there is one. I don't have it. It makes zero sense. Yeah. Because it reads R B and Y, right? It does. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Why? Exactly. Is it because it's like, R B. Because don't don't you want? And I, RB, I'm I'm assuming um, they want to just do more association with the European brand, but like fuck I would that. imagine. No, I, I mean you have I to be a good, good team reason, for that. But that's the reason. They're not a bad team. Well, they're not going to win on. <laughs> they're not going to beat the Union. Anyway, we all hate Red Bull. Um, I, even though I admire them as an organization, <laughs> yeah, kudos to that. <laughs> they had a good run. <laughs> yeah, they have a good run. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're doing fine. Um, next year they'll be fine. We'll see. Um, no, that was. I'm telling you, <laughs> don't expect them to go anywhere. But no, I, you know. I think it'll be really interesting. I'm excited to see the city host a playoff game. I'm, I'm excited to see the turnout. I'm excited to just kind of get that vibe going in the city. Um, I'm vaguely confident the Union will get three points. They have some bulletin board material now with the um, a couple people over at MLS HQ not picking them. Um, you know, just kind of generally not playing that well at the end of the season. Getting a bye week to get everyone healthy. Um, yeah, I... Guys, how are how are the rest of us feeling about this? I suppose. Good. The most, uh, the most uh, disappointing yeah. thing about this is that it's about four hours before a football game. That I yeah. Think more yeah. people in the city will care about than than the soccer game. But I, to but, be fair, I'm glad it's not at the same time. It's not at the same time, but uh, will people be at the tailgate? You know, on the other side of the city versus in Chester. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I, I've been I've been hearing a lot of those rumblings of people want to get to the Eagles tailgate early and stuff like that. And I respond with, 
This game starts at 3, and soccer games usually run about 2 hours. You're talking maybe a 5.30 finish time. You leave the parking lot, you get stuck in traffic, you yell at the guy in front of you for 15 minutes, and you're in South Philly by 6.15. Like, blow it out your ass. You have time to get to both things. This you is know, you genuinely do. Also, what better way to pregame your tailgate than with, than with a, a soccer playoff game. soccer game? When what the way to what to way to better pre tailgate? Last weekend, I mean, what's wrong with the Philadelphia fan base that they're being hesitant about this? What is better than pre tailgating at a tailgate before you go to another tailgate? Like. Let's go. This well, should some, be some of our livers this can't handle that. In, ingrained in the blood of every person who supports yeah, dude, any team in the city. Do that, like physically. I mean, I could, but it would be medically that's great. Not Throw up in the parking lot at nine thirty. Just get. It. You can do both. I already <laughs> threw up in Philly last weekend. Let's not make it two in a row. Um. No, I mean <laughs> so. There's thoughts here about, you know, if the Union do press Red Bull, they're going to have to play wide. They're going to have to change up their tactic because as anyone that's watched Red Bull in the Union play or any level of Red Bull in the Union play, literally, Academy on up, um, they like to play similar styles. And um, a lot of times that turns into who can dictate the style more. And... Without any empirical evidence of that, I think the last two years it's been the union. I mean, which yeah, is strange. It's, it, there's no tan, there's no tangible tactical way you can explain why the Not union have Red seemingly yeah. had Red Bull's number in this in these past couple of years, but it just seems to be the case. And it's if it's called- a matter of what what is it, Chuck? What's it called? It's called the heart factor and wanting it Ooh. more. Because, ah, yes, that's what I was getting to, my friend. What I was getting to. <laughs> I mean, and no one wants it more than I'll see you off the bench. Probably. Yes. I, I think I think this is a recipe for something very good for Philadelphia. I'm really not worried at all about this first-round matchup. I genuinely think the Union did themselves a favor by getting themselves matched up with Red Bulls. This this whole overreaction of the New York City game needs to simmer down, and now we're in the play. We're in the playoffs. Great, it's know? fine. Let's yeah. You got to be able to move on in these kinds of situations, and I think the Union have themselves in a very good situation because Atlanta and New England are going to bleeping kill each other down in Atlanta. All right, and the Union get the home field advantage that they desperately need in this game. And I think it's really going to make the biggest difference for them going forward. It's going to be a lot of fun, but I'm really not that worried. I'm not worried about the game itself. Other than even if you look at the first game this season, um, New York was up two to nothing in that game. So trying to figure out, not that El Senior didn't have sure. a great second half to rescue us, but trying to figure out how yeah. to not get ourselves in a hole I, against I this think team is going to Contrary to what usual soccer cliches say, the longer this game sits at nil-nil, the better it is for Philly. 
Yes, uh, and yes, if absolutely. you start Osinio, I'm going to throw something. Oh no! I'm gonna break a television because if we if you start El Cino, that means someone isn't healthy and Jim it's probably Marco lied. Fabio. So, mm, mm. Uh, I'll tell. There is no excuse why Marco Fabian should not be in this 18 and see the field and at some start, point. And game. if he doesn't, and even if, goodbye. I, I mean, even if he's you... not starting the game, he doesn't like El Cino Still has no reason to start the game. Because Bedoya yeah. and Shibilko should Also, be if Marquio Fabian starts and scores a goal, I will buy him, like, three sleeves of Lindor truffles. Thank you. That's His very nice of you. Follow him on the gram <laughs> um, for that information. Because it's so vital. Yeah. True, clearly. I mean, yeah. if he starts and scores a goal, I could put some numbers on the back oh, of never my do union that. kits. Hey... Chuck, let me tell you a story. Oh, um, would you really? Would I you really? I went a blank kit, and then I went. You know what? That Derek Jones kid is going to be something. What? <laughs> well, that was your mistake. Putting it on a homegrown that hadn't actually played enough for the union. Now, if you put a you put, you put that on a steel kit, yeah. Uh-huh. I got one for you. I personally no. asked Keegan Rosenberry on Twitter if he would shut up, if he would be <laughs> number 12 for the rest of his union career. He's like, I don't see I anyone mean... else taking that number. I said, great, brother. I'm going to lie. You I'm going to get question, that. And, you and a year later, he gets correct in your response. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, no. the guy didn't lie to me. The office had some plans, though. <laughs> but now I'm sitting here with this this player Boy, fit jersey that? that What do you mean? I won the jersey. I was sitting on a blank jersey for a year and I just wanted to All I wanted to put someone on the back. A is not good for anybody. B does not does not work out for, for you. I'm projecting. It's fine. You could no, not handle my midriff. You're right. Fair <laughs> shout. Um <laughs> Podcast is going weird places. It's playoff weekend, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's right. True. Um, so what happens when we haven't heard yeah, and talked to each other in a while? Isn't it? Um, so the bracket tells me that not only do your Philadelphia Union play New York Rebels at home, but but they'll play the winner of Atlanta United and New England Revolution which I think we all would imagine would be the New England Revolution. Uh, how, does, how does that go? Or do we do we, do we do this week by week? Do we do this with a get there and then talk about it kind of thing? Get there and talk okay, about great. it. Like, I, I, know, I know I'm really not that worried about this game, but we do actually need to win sure. the game. So let's, let's focus um, on that. Conversely, do we want to talk about the first round matchups no, elsewhere? who cares? Okay. No, I don't give all a crap. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, you loons, is all I'm saying. Let's go, Minnesota. There, there it is. There it is. I, yeah, I think that's just, like, I get it. You won an El Trafico uh, for the semis, but Minnesota showed you how to beat LAFC. So, mm-hmm. let's hope for that. Uh, boys, we have questions. Uh, does anyone have them pulled up, or do I need to stall so we can get there? Oh, we have so many questions. Well, so many questions that are in front of at least... I, One I mean, of us right I, I, I do now. actually. Okay, great. Chuck has them. Great. Good stall. Good stall. All right. Yeah. 
Um, that was really solid, Paul. Thanks, so, guys. Number one, we have our obligatory formation question sure. from Justin Freiberg. Hi, Justin. Hey. Um, what formation do you anticipate the union trotting out for Sunday? Uh, the one that doesn't work. <laughs> just to swerve everybody. And then it works. Like, somehow it just works. And everyone's like, all right, fine. So you're saying three at the back? <laughs> I'm saying two, 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 one. Ooh. Ooh. Five aside. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Let's bleep and do play, this. Play that triangles. Total, total football. Play Netherlands style. So, all right. I'll actually answer this. I think the diamond is going to be chosen... Uh, in the first half, and it's going to be an adjustment come later in the second half that sees the Union push their players out a little wide and they try to work the flanks a bit. I think they really need to stay compact uh, in the opening 30, 40 minutes to kind of prevent any stupid mistakes on their part to get them in a hole. And like we were saying, the longer this game is 0-0, the better it works for Philly because they absolutely have a deeper bench and they can absolutely outrun New York in every capacity when they really get moving on the ball. So I, I think it's going to be the diamond to start it out. I'd say it better be the diamond. Sure, I agree. Because if you're playing four-two-three-one, that means... You're going to be trusting what Pico or Santos on the left wing and Il Cino on the right Yo, wing, can I or maybe throwing what Bedoya the sudden, out there. Like, like uh, rising stock of Sergio Santos starting this game is about. He's not a don't bad per- player. I, I don't. I don't particularly know. <laughs> okay, great. Love Sergio Santos. Love that he d- did almost single-handedly win the Union again. <laughs> yes. But realistically, if you're going four for two diamond. It's gonna be Casper and Pico up top. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I'm fine with Pico starting up top in the four four two. In the four four two, I don't want him out on left wing yeah. with Casper all by himself yeah. up top. It, but if it's that, it's still Pico on the wing. Is that why Santos is getting the is getting the shout from people? Is because Pico on the wing and then Santos up top with Casper because he can kind of run in behind? Is that it? I think that's it. I don't hate that, but like I don't know why. I don't that would hate be it either. <laughs> in the playoffs when you haven't really played around and with that in the regular season. Also, like, you're only doing that in the playoffs if, like, again, someone's still hurt because you wouldn't be able to play your best straight-up midfield Yeah, due to the f- fact that either, er- like, you would probably need to put Montero at the 10, which you don't want in this game. Mm-hmm. No. No. Now the que- the big question should big be question. this oh huge question. The huge question of the week. Is it is it Aronson or Fabian? It's Fabian. At the ten. It's no it's it's Fabian. I hope not. I hope not. But like I don't know. There's something to be said I, about experience, no eh? So here's what's here's what's interesting. Okay. I actually hope it's Aronson because I think Fabian has more to bring off the bench. And I think Aronson's going to be hungry after getting the the rookie snub, snub, right? Maybe. But I just think just due to the fact that, like, he's still not as clinical as Fabian. Sure. 
uh, but he does bring a higher work rate if you're trying to just keep it tight at the beginning of the game. Yeah. It, uh, it really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, it really depends on the game plan the curtain's going with. Because if you're actually just going out to open it up, get a fast start Ooh. and win it straight up, then you want Fabian. But if you yes. want to just keep it solid, settle the nerves, and see what happens, you want Aaron. But conversely, if you want yeah. someone that like would properly remember the last time the Philadelphia Union have played a playoff game, Marco Fabian. Because, like, Brandon Aronson was, like, seven. <laughs> I mean, I guess if that's what you're going for, <laughs> no. but... No, I, I, I 100% agree with you. But the, that's a weird thing, too, because you're not going to know until you play. You you don't. Yeah. But also, like, you're we're just at the point, too, where you just... You kind of have to assume Curtin trusts Aronson more than Fabian. Uh, a little... Well... And who's been the guy that's been playing against Red Bull and Red Bull 2 and whatever for how many years now? Like, I, I really don't think there's too many people that know that Red Bull system better than, well, I mean, the Union. But, like, Aronson's been playing against Red Bull and that press and that style for what? Ever. <laughs> Ever? I have so- I have some stats here that would really clear the air on this whole thing. I noticed that you're talking a lot about experience. Um, both, actually, it's pretty interesting. Brendan Aronson and Marco Fabian are tied in MLS playoff experience minutes with uh, zero. Oh, with actually zero. They're tied at zero. Um, so, it kind of... <laughs> your I mean, argument... You're not wrong. I get it. <laughs> I know I'm not wrong. The stats are right in front of me. Um... It's a stupid I'm stat. I'm looking at two zeros. <laughs> no, but it's it's it like haha. It's a dumb stat, and like it was a good it was a good rib. But like, he, he, there's a valid point there. I mean, there it's a it's a real toss up. Yeah, which is not what you would have expected at the beginning of the year, especially considering every other midfield position picks itself. More yeah. or less. I also don't think uh, my other thought with this, and I think uh, like you guys said, like if you go four two three one, that Pico that automatically means that Pico is going to start. I'm not sure that means that. I think Curtin, when he goes four two three one, really likes Wagner and Aronson on that left side. Um, so well, I'm not sure Pico starts. They get on. Really I would have well. had both. I, I had both of them starting in that. Yeah. Hmm. Because you are correct that um, the Wagner and Aronson left side has probably been the biggest uh, chemistry overload for the union. Yeah, but I think I think yeah. Wagner and Aronson is a lot more beneficial to you later on yeah. in the game. Or well, yeah. Or yeah. if you want to break down that that left side and then really let them have it. Yeah, I mean, you could have Aronson in there for, you know, his def- his work rate of pressuring the ball in that high press and then just kind of have them work down that side, which wears them down quite a bit. And then you make those late-game subs where you have a bit of space for Fabian to work with and take a couple shots mm-hmm. from 20-something yards out. And you have that right side that's kind of been flat-footed and ghosted all game, and then you bring on an Elsino and suddenly they have to, like, click something on in their brain where they have to be the greatest defender in major league soccer mm-hmm. to stop him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's definitely 
the game plan I would go with, but Jim Curtin, once again, tough decision on your Who hand, knows? my dude. Uh, Chuck, next next question. Let me have it. Um, so, from Mike, we uh, have Mike. the... Where Mike, does Thomas? This... Mike Thomas. That is him. Mike Thomas, good dude. Met him last oh. week. We have argued a lot on Twitter, <laughs> but he is a good guy. Real good guy. <laughs> Paul, would you say that um, Twitter fingers turn the well turn the not trigger? I don't. Hmm. Mm, you want to try that again, Twitter, buddy? Twitter fingers turn in the you already... fingers. I don't know. Anyway, Chuck, what did Mike ask us? All right, I'm, let me read Go. off the Please. question now. Um, Save me for myself. Where where does this rank in most important games in Union history? Mike, I'm gonna be number two. Uh, Mike, I'm gonna level. Uh, I, I'm uh, really pushing hard to put a most important game in Union history tracker on every game next year. Um, only because I felt like this year especially there's been a lot of, like, mo- air quotes, most important game in Union history. Uh, it's not... <laughs> Here's a very uh, non-committal response. It's up there. Um... <laughs> Boo! Um, give a real answer. I would put it ahead of the first two U.S. Open Cup finals. Oh man! Ahead? Yeah? Really? Because well, I'd so put... the fir- so that's number fir- one. No, the- no, he's putting Houston number one. The first U.S. Open Cup final, you're like, cool, we're here. The second one, you're like, this is weird. The th- the third one, you're like, okay, win the damn thing. I put the Seattle Open Cup at number okay. one. And I put this game at number two. So we, we both have it at two. It's just the, like, well, it's going to be tough until I'm actually in the stadium on Sunday. This is the most important because... Major League Soccer game that the Philadelphia Union have played. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, absolutely. If we're going specifically Major League Soccer, yes. Okay. It, is against, it is against your, air quote, rivals. It is a home playoff in game in your park. your stadium. Yep. It is a playoff There's game. There's actually, like, expectations. It is the farthest you will team. have ever gone in the MLS playoffs. It is absolutely the most important MLS game in Union history. But in the broad Union history, it's number two. Right. And... and- um, overall, can it, this isn't really a question that could be answered until after the game's been played? Yeah, because if they lose four nothing, then it's just not an important game. No, no, all. it's still important. It's just a really terrible result. Well, no one wants to hear that. Well, but e- no, I mean, even just like <laughs> being at the stadium at the beginning of the game, yeah. you feel if it's the most important yeah, game or true. not. Yeah, there will be an atmosphere. Uh, just because Justin, at Seattle, you yeah. like you felt it. Sure. Mm. Justin, talk to me. Uh, I mean, I agree. I don't. I don't have that much to add okay. to this. I think it's an important. It's a very important game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let him save his voice. He's auditioning for the voice in a couple. No, I'm weeks. not. Mask singer, Paul. Come on, man. No, I'm not. X Factor. Sorry, Paul. I on, ruined man. it for. Should I move on to the next? Yep, question? go for it, bud. Um, from Vince A, who has one of my favorite Twitter handles that I've seen at Just a Goofball. Okay, yeah. Lock that one down. Go for it. Um, do you think that this team, with them having so much inex- 
inexperience of being in the playoffs mm. are going to um, it's weirdly worded are going to continue to feed off the home crowd. It can't hurt, right? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're an inexperienced team, you need to feed off the crowd. Because also, you can't feed off the crowd you're if you like, don't host another playoff game unless things go your way in the yeah, East. Yeah, I, I mean, mean like, about... it's almost like they walk out onto the field and it's like, what do I, I don't know what to do with my no, hands. I, I, listen. And then it's like the fans go, put your hands yeah. up. I, like, I think, oh, I cool, think there's an atmosphere. That's where having guys like Aronson and even guys like Matt Real or um, Cole Turner, you know, like... Having those academy kids and those union kind of fringe squad boys that are like 19 or 20, like Mark McKenzie, um, who's not a fringe squad guy at all, or hey, Austin Trusty, um, like those kids uh, that have come up through the academy that like get why it matters to the area and get why it matters to the fans and get why it matters that it's Red Bull um, are just wicked important as opposed to having like no homegrowns or no guys that like have been there or grown up in the area or have come up in an academy playing against Red Bull and DC United and, you know, um, uh, teams like that. The Revs are another one that, that we get paired with a lot in the, in the GA Cup. Um, I think that's, that's important. I think there is definitely, like, I would much rather be in Chester than I would be in Harrison. Um, but I, like... I don't think saying the relative inexperience when you have a guy like, again, Marco Fabian, who's been there. Ale's been there. Harris Madunian, who's been the World Cups. Like, Kasper Shemilko, who's a Poland youth international. Like, there's there's Andre Blake, who's, like, the first name on the Jamaican national team team sheet for, like, five years now. Um, like, yeah, there's not MLS playoff experience necessarily up and down the board. Um, like, guys that, like, Red Bull have had. Um, and you don't have you know, a, a United States tournament, like domestic cup winner on your squad, like, like Red Bull have, have had, or, or they don't, you know, Red Bull, obviously like they've won USL cup, but they've had a supporter shield and, you know, they're a, without winning the whole damn thing, a successful U S club. Um, but I think the union have enough like internationals and guys that have done it at a high level. Um, that you can't just kind of discredit the union for not having experience. And I think the new MLS playoff format kind of helps the union with that as well, because they're not approaching this like a two game series now where it's a home and away for these first couple of matchups. It's just, you got to beat this team, like go out there and just beat this team, win, like win the game, be the better team in these 90 minutes that come up ahead. And I think the union have that advantage in skill and international experience. Definitely. I... Um, also, it's like looking at the Red Bull team this year, yeah. you can't say they're more experienced than the union. Um, no, certainly like, not. You've got Robles, Long, yeah. Parker yeah. at the very core of their team. Um, Sean Davison, that's a, about I mean, Lade's been there forever. Dedge isn't there anymore. But Lade's not even a guaranteed. No, starter. no, no. Dep- BWP is like, there. But yeah, it's like literally looking at this team. They have a, about as many guys who've been there and done that as the mm-hmm, union right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think these are games where a guy like Aurelian Column becomes important, and I don't think yeah. he he Former doesn't Red see Bull. the field. He doesn't see the field. 
But I think he can um, kind of some of these guys like Kai Wagner and, and, and um, you know, he can help help them feed off the crowd without getting overhyped and yes. over um, overextended. I think this is a game that like Ray Gaddis's leadership and I've yeah. seen this, I've been here, I've done this. Um, can Blake help. even. So yeah. And Blake. Um, so I think that those guys can help uh, kind of settle this team, but also keep them feeding off the crowd. Mm. And like, not to be, not to be the guy that mentions it again, because I'm sure everyone's seen it 900 times, but like Harris Madunian, who played for Bosnia and Herzegovina with, you know, against Argentina, like you, you don't get many games currently that are that big. And I know it was basically a throwaway international game, but there's that. And I think Colin's a really interesting shout because he knows Red Bull's pace and he's going to know how they're going to want to play. Um, and that's huge because, and granted, Chris Armas, I don't think is Jesse Marsh. I mean, I, I literally, I know he's not Jesse Marsh, but I don't think they have the exact same definition of what that gig and press um, throw everyone at the ball style is but it's not that dissimilar no Chuck um, that kind of actually leads us a little bit into um, the next question from Philly Gonzalo's yes um, what what should we have taken away and what adjustments should we make from the 922 New York Red Bulls match um, to get a different result don't suck in the first 40 minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, maybe maybe just be a little more compact in the midfield. Just, I don't know. It, it, was, it was an instance where you were watching the Union play in the Diamond, and you were seeing that Bedoya was trying to help out on the wing a lot because the offense wasn't really there mm. in that part, so he was getting spread thin. And it was really pulling these guys out of position to where Ray Gaddis was in one-on-one situations. You had Harris in a lot of one-on-one situations early on. Mm. And I think you just, you can't set yourself up like that. I think you need to approach this game passively, uh, which sucks to hear, for the first 35, 40 minutes. And I think you really need to feel out what, they're going to try to throw at you and you got to let them throw it at you because you are a second half team. Um, this union team has proven that they're a second half. I team. have, I have two answers to that. One of them, um, bad. One of them kind of a, a big picture about that match. One, um, for the love of God, I know he's like a child, but Mark Tom Barlow, uh, and two, that game is not as bad as it seems. Royer scored the second goal in, in literally the end of stoppage time, and I know he absolutely carved the team open to score that second goal, but I digress. Um, and then and then I guess a, a third point, um, 60% possession is amazing, and I love that, but it does not mean a damn thing if you don't put the ball in the net. Yep. Correct. So, there you go. I love that this team knows how to control the ball. And, and I think that's that's such a, a vital part of being a successful team in MLS that everyone needs to know how to do it, especially at home. Uh, but, I mean, everywhere. 
um, because I think when you're away, you have to just kind of accept that you're going to give up the possession battle. But if you get, like, I, what was their, Chuck, I think you're looking at it. What was their shot total on that one, like 17? Uh, um, I'm, I'm so, I don't, I don't actually have that game up right now. I got it. I got it. Eight. Sorry. Red Bull had 17. Uh, Philly had eight. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't be afraid to shoot at all in this game. Well, it's, and also of those 559 passes that the union had in that game, not enough went into the box. No, no, no. Yeah. This is a game where like shoot from 25 early on. I don't care. Just make sure it's kind of on target. Like, the more doubt you can put in Red Bull early on, the better See, your chances are. It's really funny because everything you're saying yeah. about the game is like, start Marco Fabian. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, like, I'll still stand by that because I think there's there's a point there. Like, I, I think the the more off their game you can get Red Bull early on in your home park where you've trained all week, the better your chances are. And I don't think you're winning four one. I think you're winning like two one or two nothing or one nothing. Oh yeah, I mean it's gonna be close. But like, like yeah. I, I, the more of a of a grasp on the game, and the more you can, <laughs> he's gonna say it. Grab the bull by the horns. The better you're off, you are. Which is which is simple. This is not groundbreaking. I think anyone listening to this podcast, if people do that, which is crazy to me. Can figure that out. Like the more you assert yourself at home, the better your chances are of winning this game are. But I think it's not something where I I, I feel dumb for having to say that. But to Paul to mm. Paul's point about how you do that, I think you you have to stay compact when you do that. I think you can't. Sure, New York and you can do both. Go right, but New York's not a team you can go punch in the mouth with everybody because they're going to split you open as soon as they press the heck out of you. I I so. think I think. Not, I'm not saying that they should. I think you can. I think it's a terrible idea. Yeah. I think I think you don't want the floodgates to open too early. Is the problem yeah. with punching them? So in the so they shouldn't do it. Like you think it's possible? I, I didn't but say they it should shouldn't do it. be done. It, it's it's the equivalent of one of the secondary characters in an action movie screaming, "It's suicide! You can't do right. that." And, and for once, the main character's like, yeah, you're probably right. Let's go with a more tactical approach. But you can do anything you put your mind to. <laughs> okay. Oh, stop giving but don't hope. take my word for it. And then LeVar Burton shows up in this podcast. Chuck, next question. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the next thing, is it really a question? Right. Because we ask for questions, comments, or concerns. Oh, is it a concern? <laughs> um, so from Union Viper, all of the security concerns. Randy Orton's here? Um, due to 90% of the pink, pink cow fan base, about 500 or so, coming to the match. I just want to preface this with, yeah. don't do anything stupid. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. 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 Be the big, for once in Philadelphia's Not for once. long Not in New York City. and dirty life. Don't be idiots um, at this game. I, nine out of ten of my interactions with Red Bull fans have been pleasant. And I think if the fan base can take a hint from the front office and not have to like what this club is doing or not, well, 
not have to like who these people are and not have to like the club because they have New York attached to their name, but at the same time, respect and value and understand that both of you are trying to do essentially the same thing, then we're fine. Also, just drown them out at the game. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you really won't be that mad if you're singing all yeah. game. So yeah. It's like, we can't hear you. If you I... can't hear what people are saying about you that are bad. Are people really saying bad things about I you? I would like to say I love the fact that a Red Bull fan had the audacity of posting on Twitter, we filled up two sections. You need to open up some more. Yeah. 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 Two sections. Well, like two rows. <laughs> it's not, it's not Gillette, son. You know? spare you me. can't just kind of add more seats if necessary. Oh, we're, we're, too, t- we're, we're too close together and tight. Spread us just out. Be kind. Be civil. If you can't do that, just don't do anything. Or don't go to the game. Or just laugh. Just laugh. That works too. Take take a page out of Joaquin Phoenix's book and just Ooh, laugh. Maybe at not. Unless you're talking no, about just Joaquin laugh at Phoenix the, when that's he got a paycheck for the just... movie Her. And then, yes, laugh. <laughs> Next question. Then. Nice. Yeah. Um, that was actually oh, okay. it. Sick. Cool. I love that my tangent was... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We had one from Jeff Mitchell. Whoa, hold on. Yeah. I mean, not personally, but I know of him. Uh, actually, it was more of a pre... It, I guess this was more of a pre-podcasting. He's like, on a scale of Negadelphia to Positelphia, how is this podcast going to go? So, guys, how did it go? Um, uh, We're like Positel. Pretty positive. Positive. For me, yeah. very Positel. It was much more positive than myself and Paul recording together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was shit show Adelphia. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of shit show Adelphia, how about those Adidas shoes that they made for us? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Man, credit to them for trying, but they just, uh, I don't uh, know. The, it, they're they're it, hot it garbage, but at least they represent the union. That's true. That's yeah. true. The video was anyway. cool, Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Or nothing. Or nothing. Yeah, that, that hype-up video. Let's not answer that until we have to, nice. shall we? Yeah. Uh, okay. Boys, uh, real quick before we get out of here, uh, how about some predictions for this and... 2-1 to you. 2-1 to you. 3-2. Three two. Uh, I will say three two. All right, me and Justin on the same team. Let's do Great. it. Let's do it. Uh, Great that we yeah. only have two score predictions. Yeah. But I wanted to say two nothing, but I think thinking that New- Red Bull aren't getting a goal here is a little bit naive. To be yeah. perfectly honest. Um. Anyway, follow us at the FTB Pod. I'm sure someone will come up with some content at the game or near the game or during the game or what have you. Uh, feel free to... All of our Twitter accounts are linked yeah. on VFTB. If you want to follow us. So just fo- why don't you just follow us and we'll talk you through the game. We'll get you through. But we won't live tweet it from the VFTB account because it's, it's nah. not necessary. Nah. You know. If you know, you know. It would go yeah. well. Uh, for Justin, for Paul, for Chuck, for myself, this has been Views from the Bridge, the one where uh, we talk about beating Red Bull before it happens. And uh, we'll catch everybody next week. 
week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge, a Philadelphia Union podcast. As always, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are a proud part of the Beautiful Game Network. BGN is a network of soccer podcasts, writing, and other great content. Go check them out at bgn.fm. You can find us on social media at VFTBpod on both Twitter and Facebook. Go check us out there, leave us a note, and ask questions. That is at VFTBpod on both Twitter and Facebook. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe to the show, and please leave us a review. For the Views from the Bridge podcast, Eva Valella, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft. Later! Later!